All right. So public speaking specialist. <laughs> Not brain surgeon. Not brain surgeon. And flip-flop connoisseur. Yep. <laughs> Rick Mears. Yes, I just said that. Rick Mears. If you could describe this dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Diet. 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 <laughs> <laughs> because we starve you to death. <laughs> well, you, you, no, it's just it's just, you guys do such a good job. You make it so interesting and it's so fun to do. You don't want to take time to eat. Oh, that's a compliment. Yeah, All that's right. not what Tony Stewart said. No, no, said, you guys ate. <laughs> <laughs> and now for dinner with racers, presented by Continental Tire, with your hosts Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. <laughs> And welcome to Dinner with Racers. I am Sean Heckman, one of the hosts, along with... Ryan Eversley? Yeah, that's you. Okay. All right. Uh, and we are uh, currently driving through uh, Kentucky. I think we're still in Kentucky. We're in Kentucky. We're driving past a policeman. <laughs> and uh, we're headed to uh, Tennessee to eventually end up in Atlanta because we are wrapping up a 1,500-mile journey that took us... Uh, through Kentucky, Indiana for seven days and seven nights where we met up with 10 different people of note and uh, took them to a meal. Yeah, in this particular episode, we got to meet an all-time hero of ours, none other than Mr. Rick Mears. Rick Mears. The Rick Mears. 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 Rick Mears. Dick. He was unbelievably nice, super warm, humble, just the perfect Penske driver, zero ego. Sean and I were blown away by everything he told us and the fact that he gave us over three hours. Now, if you don't know Rick Mears, uh, chances are you're probably not actually listening to our show, but Rick Mears' biggest claim to fame is that he is a four-time winner of the Indianapolis 500, which is the record number of wins at the Speedway. He was the third person to do that alongside A.J. Foyt and Alan Sr., uh, but also the way that he got to that ride uh, was was unlike anybody else in the sport at the time. Yeah, we, we learned that he started out racing uh, motorcycles. His parents didn't like that very much and ended up going into sprint buggies before making the transition over open-wheel cars on pavement. And the story that we learned about him, just not the traditional way that you get to IndyCar, let alone to drive for Roger Penske. And as Ryan said, uh, one of the cool things about Rick is he has also been with Roger Penske since 1978 making him, without having checked our facts, the longest member at Penske Racing other than Roger Penske. He wasn't really sure himself, so it's probably true. We're just going to say it is. Absolutely. What we say is gold. So here's what you're going to learn about Rick Mears. He's a connoisseur of flip-flops. Uh, beating Nelson Piquet by somewhere between one and seven seconds. <laughs> what he was actually thinking about before his fourth Indianapolis 500 win. And you're going to like that. <laughs> He's the second person to talk about what he was thinking about as he was upside down at 200 miles an hour at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. His first advice he received from none other than the captain, Mr. Roger Penske himself. He tells us a story of how some kids actually don't listen to Rick Mears' advice. <laughs> Again, some people right. don't listen to right. the advice of Rick Mears. Right. How does that happen? Some people don't listen Rick Mears. to the advice Rick Mears. of Rick Mears. Jeez. And uh, you also learn about looking a gift Roger Penske in the mouth. 
we went to Palomino's in downtown Indianapolis. I had the rigatoni bolognese. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Okay, close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm from Georgia. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I had the chicken sandwich. At the uh, Italian restaurant? I did. I had the Italian chicken sandwich <laughs> at uh, Palomino in front of uh, Rick Mears. I was like, y'all need to make me a specialty chicken sandwich. Now. Now. That's uh, what I did. I'm Sean Heckman. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I had a chicken sandwich yeah. at Palomino. <laughs> Obviously, we couldn't have got there without an amazing Acura MDX. And what kind of tire were we on, Sean? Uh, well, we were on Continental Tires. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We were on Continental Tires. Can you say it more like uh, how I say it? I'm not sure how you say it. Have you not listened to our show before? No. Oh, you're not a part of this. No, I'm not. You're a bigger part of this. than this podcast. No, I'm a PR person. You're bigger I than never this put podcast. myself in front of it. Okay. Yeah, see. I'm a PR person that's over 30. All right, right. You're actually a media member now. I'm too. a media member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the story's bigger than me. Anyways, we're rambling. So, uh, thanks again to Continental Tire. No, you didn't do it. <sighs> Fine. Thanks again to Continental Tire. Cross contact, LX Sport. Or LX20. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Rick Mears. Rick Mears. Mears. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Sorry, I'm running a little late. Nah, it's all good. You know racing. Yeah, no, because uh, <laughs> you're, you're still spotting, right? Oh, my God. All right, put this on. We'll, uh, we'll get right into it. So. We were talking about this earlier. Like, you were Halio forever, and then obviously he hasn't been around, and then are you still? Um, well, yeah, this is the first year, you know, that he, so he was here all last year. Right. And uh, this is the first year he's not running full time. So, you know, obviously I've been here, I was spotting for him here. Right. The, the other races, I'm just kind of helping out, doing what I've always done. Okay, so you know? you're not spotting somebody else during the rest of the year? No. But you're Halio this month? No. So you, I'm you a backup, I guess. I could okay, be a yeah, backup spotter. I, I was coaching at St. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> I was coaching at St. Peter earlier this year, and you were on top of the uh, turn one area parking yep. deck with yep. a radio. So I assumed you were helping somebody. Well, I just more or less watching it. If okay. I see something that I can chime in on, you right. know, that safety-wise, yeah, yeah, sure, I'd do it. But it, other than that, it was just kind of listening to what was going on and yeah. staying abreast of what's happening. So now I want to see if you're a real racing driver. Um, so, uh, so today fastest uh, was was halio and this is not really like a news of the day kind of kind of podcast but halio was fastest today are you going to take all the credit oh absolutely good <laughs> all right you're the real deal he'd have never made that lap without me right <laughs> right <laughs> saved him three times taught good. him everything he knew <laughs> yeah that's excellent saved him three out of the four corners <laughs> even though i can only see two so a guy like him wins three times uh what i mean i like i don't say this in like a uh uh, dismissively, like I really don't know what you're spotting, but is there coaching for a guy like him? N not really. I, yeah. I mean, it, it, yes and no. I mean, it, it's not coaching. Uh, well, I guess it is coaching. What you call it, it's obviously he's got the talent, right? And right. he's got the experience. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's run a lot of years. So, um, but you you know, in the heat of the battle, sometimes you get focused, and this is what you're doing, and you're you're, you're keyed off the other guys or whatever. And, and sometimes you, you don't think about, you know, maybe a different pattern, a different line, or, or you don't see what some, some of the other guys might be doing or right. whatever like that. And I can remind him of that kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. You know, say, hey, thank you. Say, hey, uh, you know, you might want to try a little, you know, a little later entry, a sure. little, yeah. little higher pattern, a little lower pattern, get sure. down in the paint a little more or whatever, you know. 
uh, or if I see something that might help him with the airflow and traffic behind somebody, you know, to help maybe get a run at him, something like that. Yeah. Just something that I've been there done. Right. Yeah. Uh, that that I feel might help. Yeah. You know, which which he needs very little of that. Yeah. So, sure. but it but it, at times you just go get so focused. Sometimes you know you you don't think about some things. Right. Right. So and, and he, I mean, he's the first to tell me that. I mean, that was one of the first things he said. They just remind me of this. You know, we've been talking about oh, some yeah. pattern changes and everything. He said, just be sure to remind me, because you know, you, you get tense, you get focused, and yeah. we have. So. I was going to say the the car I've raced the last couple of years, the GT3 car has like all the same. It's actually the same steering wheel that the old Champ car or Indy car had from Honda. All the same switches and everything. We have fuel mixture and ABS and TC and all that stuff. See, I've and never used any of that. It's, it's <laughs> a lot. But I honestly, and we were talking to somebody else about this the other day, about how they just leave it alone a lot of times. Yes. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Hinch or something. But anyways, uh, no, it was uh, Roger, uh, Roger Hayden, the motorcycle rider. He was telling us they have all the same things. But I'll say the same thing to my engineer. I'm like, just remind me later that I have those options because as you're burning the tires off and more TC would help. Right. But when you're in the, in the fight, you don't think that way. You just keep, you know, focused on that. Sure. So it's good to have somebody sure. that actually has a reference to be like, "Hey, I'm noticing this. Yeah. Remember, you have that." And and that's what it is. And, you know, you watch. You're up there. You feel the wind. You watch the wind. You see the direction change. Yeah. And you hear him say something on the radio about, "Oh, this corner's doing so and so." Well, part of that's wind. Right. Yeah. You know, if he hadn't seen the flags or whatever. Right. So it's just little stuff like that. And everybody else is so boxed into where they are. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, you know, and and you're talking about the switch i you know i grew up without switches right. so that that switch was right there yeah right. you know that's you're that's what you save the tires with or save the fuel yeah, with yeah, or whatever yeah. right right that's your tc you know, my, my foot's the switch yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so i'd i'd you know i'd have to learn how to use all those too so mm -hmm. i can't help him there at all now did you even have like in your days because i'm assuming you didn't but did, did you have a spotter or anybody up top that was no i've never there? i've never driven with a spotter right wow that's interesting never that's awesome yeah and uh, you know i've you know, I've I've had, I've got mixed feelings on the spotting. I've never been in total agreement with it. Um, in, in what sense? And that's my job. Right. That's up ah, to me. Yeah. You yeah. Know, okay. okay. I don't like anything that I lose tools. So you feel by having a spotter, you kind of lose some control? Well, it, it, if I can do a better job of knowing what's going on around me than they can, yes. Okay. I've, I've lost. Okay. I've lost something. A, sim a similar conversation we've had lately with that is a lot of the technology, like paddle shifting exactly. and not using a clutch, exactly. and it's any, taking skill sets away. Any driver aid yeah. is a is a lost tool to me. Right. And, yeah. and I've okay. always been that way, and it's like a, I've always been in the, which I'm I'm tickled now. You know, I think IndyCar is doing a great job in in the direction they're going on the rules, mm -hmm. the aero package. I've argued. I've argued that for 30 years. Yeah, the, the less downforce, less downforce, more, more power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, let me drive the car. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's a difference between driving, driving and guiding. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather drive it than guide it. Sure. You know. Sure. And that's my job, and that's how. If I don't have those options, I lose opportunity of trying to do something better than somebody yeah. else. Right. So, yeah. So back to the spotting. I mean, I you know, I agree with it for what it was originally brought up for safety. Yeah. You know, right? And because our cars, the closing rate, and you, you can't see far enough. Sure, right. I mean, yeah. I come off a of four. I'm trying to look around the end of turn one as far as I can see. Yeah. You know, yeah. And and looking for a puff of smoke or, or anything that might be an Debris indicator that I'm yeah. going to have yeah. to yeah. get ready to pedal. You yeah. Know? And so. So you feel like it almost trains you to not have to think about that. That yeah, yeah. and and it it to me with the the younger drivers that have grown up with spotters. It, Sometimes the um, the, the spotters kind of end up 
teaching them that they drive the car. Right, right, right. I hear <laughs> you, you know? on that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the thing is, and what I've, I, when, when I've, I've worked with the Indy Lights guys over, you know, over the years, and, and, and that's always one of the first things I tell them. You, know, you ought to hear them when I say, well, I've never, you know, I used to do it coming out here on a pit straight. You know, I never, when I come out of the pits, I never went clear to the wall into turn three. I always left a car width on the outside of me when I ran into three. Yeah. Because I, I was taken out one at one time by Mario, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, but, and, but as soon as it happened, I knew what happened. It wasn't right. his fault. Right. You know, I'd come out of the pit, and I was getting up to speed, and I was moving over, and I was, you know, or no, it was the other way around. I was at speed. He came out of the pit. Mm-hmm. And as he was getting up to speed, he was moving over like this, which kept me in his blind spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That angle kept Just me right in storm. his blind spot yeah, yeah. all the way up. Yeah. And when we got to the end of the straightaway, he stopped and left the lane widths, and I had a big run. Yeah. I told uh, him, okay, right. he sees me. So I went on, and just as I got right about here, I saw his right front do this to set up. Right. You know, and Too we late. hit. Yeah. He never knew I was there. Sure. But as soon as it happened, I knew what had happened. You know, it had nothing to do with could, him. Yeah, couldn't yeah. see it. But yeah. anyway, back to the spotting deal, those kids, you know, say, That's, I always did that, but today you don't have to worry about this much because you got spotters. Sure. I said, I yeah. never had a spotter. Yeah. And they go, you what? <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that? Right. You know, like it's like it's. I said, well, that was my job, right. you know, yeah. to be. And and I try to sell them on, because to me it's a performance issue. Uh, to me, if you know what's going on around you at all times, you can make quicker decisions. I said, so I tell them, because the only way, sometimes the only way you can get these kids to listen is if they think it's going to help them. Faster. Run faster. Yeah. <laughs> then, then their ears perk right. up. You know, me? anything yeah. other than that, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Right. But um, so, you know, I, I try to say, wait a minute. You know, I'm spotting now, so yeah. I, know, I know what it is. And uh, and I said, believe me, I can make mistakes. You know, so Can't don't you don't want to rely a hundred percent on your spotter. Yeah. Sure. You need to know what's going on at all yeah. times. I said, because he can miss. Yeah, I said, you know, he can miss something. You, you know, and sometimes you've got to get into a hole that you don't have time to wait for somebody to say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you know what's going on around you, you know if that hole's there or not. Right. If you don't, and you have to wait on your spotter, you'll miss a lot of opportunities. Sure. You know, so, you know, so then, then, then I'd say, besides that, because there'd be an incident when I was working with them for a while with, with IndyCar, and they'd come in after the race, oh, you know, don't, don't, this, that, and the other, and, you know, and so, well, what happened? You know, well, this, that, you know, he, he should have, you know, his spotter should have known. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. I said, you know, haven't I been trying to tell you I don't want you to rely on your spotter? Yeah. His spotter may have been to the bathroom. Sure, right. You know, right, I mean, yeah. you, you don't know. And now you're trying to rely 100% on some, everybody yeah. else's spotter also. Right, right. So early on, I could see it causing some incidents. And it has. It's yeah. caused crashes that otherwise wouldn't happen because everybody just comes to expect it's they're gonna it's gonna be there and it's gonna be perfect sure yeah and it's not <laughs> you know i mean obviously they all do the best job they can do and want to do and, and for safety reasons but but then there's some cases some spotters tend to try to drive these kids cars for them and, right and that's what i used to tell them say wait just remember when your spotter says go high go low and he's trying to get you to block somebody <laughs> yeah because one of my pet peeves is blocking oh yeah i, okay. yeah. I hate it here yeah with a passion and um i said just remember you know when you go block somebody, he doesn't get the fine you do. Yeah, right. You know, he doesn't hit the fence, you do. He yep. doesn't feel the pain, you do. Yeah. He doesn't get the drive through, you do. Yeah. You know, so you, you've got you've got a head on your shoulders. You've you got to use it yourself. Mm-hmm. 
and and uh, he is a backup, and that's what that's what right. I am for Elio. Elio is more old school in that respect. He doesn't need a lot of chatter, you know. And and it's just when I see a quick dive, because I can tell, you know, somebody's down a straightaway and they're moving. You know, it's so easy. You 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 know, he's over here. You glance in that mirror about the time he's made the move, and and you don't even know he's one way or the other. And when they do a quick dive like that, you know, it's a it's a quick. And you can there kind of he sense is, it, you yeah, know? right. And um, and that's where we try to try to help. But he doesn't need much chatter on the radio. So you've been doing this for a long time, uh, the spotting, the coaching. You mm-hmm. got not only the IndyCar schedule, but you got a lot of tests for Penske as well. At least you used to. Yes. I'm not sure that's still yes. current. Um, that that means you've been like the longest Penske employee. Probably pretty some, close. Something like 35 years or pretty whatever. Close, yeah. So it's not like you just do this with Helio. You've been doing this for a long time. Yes. And so of all these guys you got to work with, who would you say is the closest to Rick Mears that, that's been out there? Oh, I, I, don't, I, it's, I don't know. I don't I, I, I just I never think about myself in that respect. <laughs> sure. You know, sure. I, I, just, I just don't. Is there somebody that um, Roger equates to you? Um, I should say Mr. Penske. I don't know him. <laughs> One of the greatest compliments I've ever had is he said he called me Joe Montana. Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, right on. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I just I I saw it in an article one time and I about fell over because <laughs> Montana's wins, you know. And yeah, 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 yeah. And he and they were asking him about hiring when he hired me. Did he realize he was gonna you know get a four-time Indy winner or whatever? And he said, No, I no I. You know, I, I I thought I was hiring some pretty good talent, but I didn't realize I was hiring a Joe Montana. Nice, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah you take that. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I, I loved it. Now for the kids out there, Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He didn't have a spotter either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, uh, I hate to bring up a sore subject, but you so you retired in '92, and like you said, you've been you work you've been working with a lot of young kids. Have you ever looked at when they're born? <laughs> no. Okay, it's probably for the best. Don't want to know. Yeah. Right. right. Do they? Uh, do you ever? Is there? Is and you don't have to name names, but please name names. Um, has there been that punk kid? He's like, who the hell is this old man? Oh yeah. No. I mean, I can't remember. Believe me, you don't have to worry about me using names. I can't remember names. <laughs> save me. But um, no, there's been times. You know, you, you could just tell. It, you know. Yeah. He doesn't know. It goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah, right. And I remember there was one kid I was working with, and he had come into the light series and. And um, you know he was he was a pretty good shoe in a sprint car, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. And uh, and I, I really think at the end of the day it was, it was more of a come in and try to intimidate. Okay. You know, be the intimidator, sure. so to speak. And and, um, and and he he did he ran well, but he had a lot to learn. But he didn't <laughs> think he had a lot to learn. Ah, good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you know he and I butted heads a little bit, and finally I said. Mm, fine you know, I, it, it, that's the way I've always done it you know I, I'm more than willing to help somebody if they want to listen sure and if they don't then hey yeah, when you get ready go. give me a yell yes. you know, I'll help I'll help all I can how yeah. do you piss off Rick Mears <laughs> 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 like career advice 101 <laughs> yeah. don't do that yeah <laughs> we uh, but I remember at, a, at a, one of his early races on a road course uh I remember I was driving down pit lane on my, my bike, and I went by his pit, and I saw him. It was after qualifying session or whatever, and and he was sitting on the wall, his head down like this, and just just drenched. Yeah. I mean, he had just just beat himself right. up trying right. to, and he was like last, yeah. you know. And 
And I thought, yeah, I keep out ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I, I, I turned around, went back, and just, you know, I sat down beside him. We started talking, and, and it's amazing how the, the ears open up now. Right, you know? yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Suddenly. Sometimes they just got to get ready. You know, sure, they, yeah. they got to put their hand on the stove two or three times sometimes to, to say, hey, you know, that that's hot. Right. Yeah. And um, and he and I became good friends. Oh, cool. You know, yeah. and, and, and he, he did very well. But uh, Can you tell us who it is and we'll bleep it? No. I, I can't, I, matter of fact, I can't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> We're very good friends. Yeah. <laughs> Great guy. <laughs> it, 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 off the top of my head, it, on, it quick, I sure. yeah. Yeah. I'll remember it tonight at some point. Sure. Tomorrow, probably. So what's the, uh, in you, like, your reputation is the, the, the cool, collected Californian that nothing ever rattles you. You fall asleep in the car. What's the trigger? What's the thing that gets you irate and starts breaking plates? I remember Roger even said well, after I got out of the car, and, and you know, I, I went up up to him afterward and I said, "Hey, sorry, I kind of lost my cool back there." He says, "Oh, you kid, I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you're human, you know." Right, right. <laughs> but um, you know, it was somebody that I was lapping, and, and we tangled and ended up taking me out. But. Uh, you know, block. But even on the track, I don't get mad. Right. right. You know, and, and I've always been one that you know, crying over spilled milk doesn't do any good. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I, I listen to guys on the radio yelling and screaming for three laps. I'm thinking they're losing time. Right. You know, yeah. I, you're not focused. I, not if they're attention. anything like me, they are because sure. I can't do two things at once. Yeah. You know, I can't. I can't <laughs> yell and scream and go fast at the same time. So, you know, if somebody cuts me off, that's usually what makes me the maddest, somebody cutting you off or blocking me. Sure. You know, I just, I've never liked it. Yeah. But um, in the car, you know. So, it, you know, if somebody does something to me in turn one, I want to be over it by two. Sure. Yeah. Because the head's got to be back in the game, yeah. and i got to get the most out of two yeah. the next, or I'm losing time. If so. you go to an IMSA race to, to follow the, the actor DPIs, don't scan and listen to Agne, uh, Andy Lally. <laughs> <Just Yeah. right. laughs> might drive you nuts. <laughs> well, you know, some guys can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some guys can, yeah. they can. They can. I just can't do two things at once. Sure. I, I just got to drive. And I, it's like I, I don't know that I, you know, I'd have made it with a spotter. Right. You know, I'd have been, I'd have been saying Leave me alone. Right. Yeah. You know. How are you about talking on the radio? Were you talkative or no? No. Yeah. That, and that's it. And you know, it's. I, mean, I remember you know conversation with Roger early on. Yeah. Talk all you want, but don't expect me to answer. Sure. Yeah. You know. I'll, you know I can listen. If I if I have to answer, I lose time. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know, so yeah. Working over here. You know. It, so during a yellow, we need something, or, yeah. or or if I've got a problem that needs to be, you know, conveyed, then sure. I, you know I can talk, but. Obviously, I can talk if I have to, but uh, it's just I'd rather not if I don't have right. to. Right. So we learned about you, obviously, to, to do this, that you started out uh, doing some motorcycle stuff. Mm -hmm. Mom didn't like that so much. Right. So you guys started racing sprint buggies, yep. which I'd never heard of before, and they were kind of like dirt road courses. Yeah, it, it, it was it, well, the, where we raced was at Ascot Park right? Yeah, sure. and, and on the motorcycle TT yeah. track. Yeah. We heard you know, about this with Jeremy Shaw, but Ascot was like a, a circle track in the middle of LA. Yeah, it was a half mile, yeah. half mile clay oval. Yeah. It, was a, yeah. it was a well known sprint yeah. car track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was know. like the Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then they'd run motorcycle TT. You know, you go through one and two and circle back in and go around the pond and over a, a big jump and then like this and then back out onto the half mile. Right. Just a motorcycle TD track, and then, then for the buggies, they, we took and added. They added some logs on the ground, a couple spots here, and added a few more bumps sure. rather than just the one flyer, you know, jump. So you could 
you didn't have to have a you didn't want like a full blown desert truck with yeah. you know twenty inches of travel. Sure, you right. didn't need it. Well, it was, log, it was right. a cross between yeah. a sprint car and a yeah you know so Do buggy. Yeah, 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 buggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, and that, that's that was the first car I drove and uh, and uh, you know I me mean, it was mom's idea I was racing bikes and and I'd been running motocross for a couple of years whatever I was, I was still about fifteen sixteen and. Um, she was afraid I was going to get hurt. And Dad raced in the Midwest when we were growing up. And he quit when I was about five or six. I barely remember a little bit. But uh, so, you know, she decided she wanted me something with a roll cage and seat belts and, sure. and a little safer. She didn't realize it was leading to 200-mile-hour cars. Yeah. <laughs> this was purely recreational fun. This it was, was this just was not what a we did. It was yeah. our family recreation. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah. you guys were from Bakersfield. Yeah, we'd work yeah. during the week, you know, and, the, and Dad had, had built, uh, worked his tail off, built a little small construction business. And, few backhoes and we dug ditch during the week and worked on the cars at night and right. in the shop and went racing on the weekend and you and your brother roger would go do these these sprint buggy races mm -hmm. and just dominate and it was basically you versus roger was was what i read you know it was Pretty like much, you guys yeah. going after it yeah, but yeah. when you were off track you weren't rivals you're actually no. helping each other so you could beat up on everybody even more and just race each other and and that's where the team concept fit right in right when i signed on with roger sure you know because yeah. that's the way he operated the team and and I'd been practicing the team concept unknowingly all my life. Right. You know, yep. At that so point. 1972, you get invited to go to Japan to race these buggies. Mm -hmm. You're 20 years old. Mm -hmm. What's that like as a culture shock going to Japan? That was your first time on an airplane, oh, right? Oh, I loved it when I found McDonald's down in the Gansu, the first, <laughs> one, say, like, <laughs> first one that had ever been opened like there. Bakersfield's yeah. a couple hours out of Los Angeles, but it's about a million miles. Uh, well, and I, I'd never been in an airplane. Right. Oh, that was wow. your first okay. flight my life, to yeah, Japan. My <laughs> yeah. first flight is on a 747 to Japan. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and that was one of my first, there at the time, major win. Yeah, you, know, you go and you go and you win, and Parnelli Jones right. is in the race, and he finishes second. Yeah, so that so puts you—that's got to make you feel a little bit better. I got to outrun my hero. Yeah, you know, yeah. one yeah. of the heroes. And uh, you see, I'd, I'd met—I'd met Parnelli. Parnelli had helped me, you know. As a matter of fact, he was one, they were one of our first sponsors when we were running the sprint buggies down L.A. We'd on the way down, we'd load up and go to Bakersfield. On the way down to L.A., we'd go by the the Firestone dealership, and they'd give us a set of tires. And nice. We'd mount them up. And Go to the racetrack and groove them out there in the track. And right. I, matter of fact, my driving shoes were his um, PJs, oh. the, the Parnelli tennis shoes. Yeah, right. PJ all of them. Oh, nice. Yeah, those okay. were my driving shoes. That's so but, cool. um, Back when drivers were celebrities. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> They're in shoe deal. And then yeah. obviously, you know, as as we got going more and more into that, and he'd, he'd show up at Ascot every once in a while and sure. watch us run. And, yeah. Because um, he's a big off-road Baja guy. Yeah, yeah, he was running Baja. And then, and yeah. then we eventually moved into the off-road also. Sure. As a matter of fact, one of the last desert races I drove, I ended up driving for Parnell. Oh, that's so cool. The last Baja 500 that I ran in his pickup. Yeah. But uh, so we became good friends, and he was always, you know, hey, if I can help you anything, let me know, you know. And, right. And uh, just a great guy. You know, it just, the man's great. Yeah. But you talk about a competitor. I've never seen anybody as competitive as that guy is. Sure. I mean, he just stands on the gas <laughs> I, I rode with him pre-running one time oh I, wow and, and that was back then and i remember sitting there i'm not a good passenger anyway but you know and then riding with him and he's just on it out across the desert in his pre-runner and i remember sitting there saying he's the best he's one of the best in the world we have a very small version of that with robbie gordon last year we went to his shop in charlotte and he's got his new side-by-side -side that he's about. To, it hadn't been debuted yet. Mm -hmm. And it's 9 o'clock at night. And he's like, yeah, we'll take you guys for rides. And in his parking lot is where they test the trucks right. with the jumps. 
I've never jumped anything on purpose <laughs> ever. And it's pitch black, and we go right out of his front door in this thing, and he hits a jump at, like, full speed. I couldn't see we were going to land, and I'm like, same thought. <laughs> yeah. It's Robbie Gordon. Like, it's Robbie Gordon. But even right. then, I'm like, mm-hmm, not yeah. into it, not into it. to talk to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you go from doing the sprint buggies and Baja stuff to Formula V mm-hmm. and then Super V, win the runoffs, and then you end up meeting Bill Simpson? Yes. It, 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 the way it took place is I, um, you know, been running the desert. And, I mean, still running the short track, the desert, Pikes Peak, running those three things. And then now uh, at this point, is this still in your mind recreational, or do you see this maybe going down a path? I never dreamed of getting to, into an Indy car until six months before. It sure, but like, happened. could you have been oh, like wow. a professional off-road guy? Did you see yourself going oh, down this path? Yeah, I mean, but I, I never, I never thought about making enough money to do it without still running the backhoe in between. Okay. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, okay. it, but it, I, that was always in the back of your head. Hey, if something takes off, it'd be great. You know. Um, I can always come back and jump on the back of right. you know, yeah. And, yeah, because yeah. I, I read that your parents actually wanted you to learn how to do all that stuff, so you had yeah. a backup plan yeah. as yeah. well. They, With your dad having gone and raced for a while, but then switching to business, I'm assuming that wasn't by choice. It's because he didn't get picked up to be a big superstar. Right. When you start racing, is he telling you, like, hey, if you're not doing it right, you're not doing well, this is where you're going to end up? Uh, not, not a lot. I mean, you know, I don't recall that we really had – those kinds of conversations about it, I, I don't think, I, I don't think we had much time to think about it actually <laughs> turning into something. Sure, we were just busy having fun, right? You know, and, and we were planning how do we get to the next race? Right. You know, what do we have to do? What what what, what do we have to rebuild? What this else whole time you're done? still working full time. You're still yeah. you're still doing construction. Oh yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd get up, and, you know, like. The, the sprint buggy races at Ascot were usually on a Wednesday night. Oh, cool. Okay. Or a Thursday night. You know, they switched over the yeah. few years yeah. that we were there. And so it didn't seem like it never failed. I'd have a backhoe job halfway up the, the ridge. Yeah, Halfway course. to L.A. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and be there at daylight and turn around and drive back home and get the cars loaded up. On and the I assume traffic even then was just as back. fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And then get home at 3 and three and 4 in the morning and then turn around and run back up the ridge again the next yeah. morning at daylight. <laughs> so we did that for, you know, several years. Right. So, but... So I never really, never really thought about it as far as making a living at it. It was just, it was, but, but when I look back with the 2020 hindsight, I can see what helped make it happen, right. you know, and a lot of it was that I wasn't thinking about yeah, it, yeah. you know, and because uh, it, it, like the V, my, my, I just had, there was a friend of ours in Bakersfield that had a, uh, he had a little dyno in his garage and, and he would dyno some of our buggy engines sure. for us once in a while we need him take more to him he had run them and, and so he was an SCCA guy and he had a you know, Formula V and a Super V V at the time but so he just calls me up one day and says hey he says I, I've, I've got this old V he said I bought myself a new Super V I'm going to start running a Super V right. he said you want to go down to Riverside and take this old V down and get your pavement license sure and sure right. you know you know and Back to what helped, it, it was jumping around a lot. What yeah, I didn't right. realize was going on was it kept my name popping up in a lot of different areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I didn't, I wasn't doing it for that reason. Right. But it's what's happening. Right. But yeah. I, I just loved, it. if I, I could be leading the points championship in whatever we were doing at the time. Yeah. And somebody could might say, hey, what do you think about trying this? Once. 
Sure. Yeah. And, and I'd miss a race. <laughs> right. And go do it, you know. <laughs> really? If it came to it, depending on what it was. Yeah. You know? yeah. Just because I wanted to get in everything I could. I love driving. Right. You know? One, I'd also assume these are such crazy different disciplines. The thing about how, especially indie cars at that time, I would assume everything you picked up from off-road to it all, all it, It's yeah. all relative. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it all, you learn something and you can't drive too much or too many, yeah. Yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. You learn something in everything right. that will apply somewhere right. you know, yeah. down the road. And, you know, the desert, you know, that was never, uh, never really got, it's just due as far as I'm concerned, because it, it's one of the most difficult forms of of racing I've ever done. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, you get one lap, it's 800 miles long. You don't memorize it. Right, <laughs> right, right. You know? yeah. yeah. And so you're, you're, every corner you come to, you're trying to get the most out of it the one and only time you go through it. Right. You know, and, and it, it's funny, you'll, you'll be out there just run along, haul along, you know, and, and you're reading the terrain as you get to the corner to try to figure out is this a fast corner, slow corner, mm-hmm. yeah. a cliff, or what, you know. <laughs> and so you, you read it as you get to it, and you, you pitch the thing in there and get back on the throttle you know slide it across and right up on the top of the berm coming out the exit you know and it's bouncing along oh i made it you know right and it's yes right <laughs> oh wow nobody saw that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you, you had to do it for the love of doing it right. yeah, but, but it's you learn so much the focus yeah. the concentration yeah. you know when i got an indy car a four-hour race with a piece of cake i was used to six eight ten twelve right. hours yeah, right, right, yeah. right of yeah. keeping your focus because you don't know what's coming yeah, yeah. And this is the same turns over and over again yeah, yeah so right that's, <laughs> i thought God. i remember when i was getting my formula v license at riverside uh the, the scca guy there i was getting ready to go out and he comes up and he sits down the side of the car and he leans in he says now listen son this is a lot different than bouncing across that desert I'm thinking, yeah, I bet it is. Yeah. Uh, I bet it is. Uh, but I didn't know what to expect either. Sure. Know? Yeah, right, right. I'd never been in one. So I went out there and after about five laps, I'm, I'm thinking about a little, <laughs> he ought to try bouncing across the desert. <laughs> I mean, this is a piece this of cake, easy. you know, smooth, <laughs> no dust, no holes. <laughs> so, and, then, and then I think the next day, you know, I'd, I'd I hadn't run pavement. I think I ran a seasonal local stock car in town, you know, sure. a quarter mile. And uh, it, started, it started sprinkling, raining you know, a little bit during one of the practice sessions. So I'm running along here. Hey, this is cool. I'm right. slipping and sliding around, you know. Pretty soon I see the black flag. Okay, so I pulled in. So what's wrong? Said, what, what's the deal? You're going too fast. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. And I thought, yeah, I, yeah, and that's the idea, you right, know. But right. I mean, I knew where they were coming from for what they for, for what I for what they thought I knew. You yeah, know, they, right. they they're probably trying to stop you from hurting yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you go from Super V's to a Formula Five Thousand car. That's a pretty yeah. big jump, even in anything today's. This this is again parts of this boils back down to uh, what I was talking about, just getting in everything, everything, anything, right. everything. Yeah. Uh, when it, when I got into the V, you know, I, I ran a, and this this is the timeline on this. I ran like a a few races the last half of that season with a V, and there was a guy with an up to date modern Formula V that was having trouble with his driver, and, and so he said, "Hey, would you drive for me next year?" And this, and I'm thinking, "Okay, a current right, current yeah. car, yeah, right. cool." With no funding, you just he just yeah, no, I'm, race car I'm going racing. Yeah, wow, right, yeah. that could happen. I get to drive. Yeah. And um, so I said, sure, I'd love to. 
So at the same time, how that was coming about was uh, a friend of mine, a fellow named Doc, Dr. Sowers, uh, lived in California, and we raced off-road with. And uh, he had always wanted me to co-drive with him, you know, and, and we always had our own cars or whatever. And so he calls me one day and says, hey, he says, I'm, I'm getting ready to go to Atlanta to the runoffs. He said, I want to go watch them. He said, you want to go? I said, sure. So we jumped on a plane and flew to Atlanta. Watch runoffs. So on the way back, he says, he says, I'll tell you what. He said, I want to go to the runoffs. He says, I'll make you a deal. So what's that? He said, how would you like to run a Super V and try to qualify to go to the runoffs? I said, that'd be great. He said, I'll make you a deal. I'll supply a car. I'll get you a car. You take it, maintain it, run the SCCA season, you know, and try to qualify and to go to the runoffs. He says, he says the thing is, he says, you got to co-drive with me in the 500. Baja. That's the deal. The Baja 500. Yeah. yeah, right. He'll give me the car if I co-drive with him. Sure, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I think I could manage that. Yeah, yeah right, so. yeah. So we did that, and he bought the Super V, and so now that was the beginning of that year with the new V. Mm-hmm. So I ran the V and the Super V that year. And uh, we, we finished, uh, I finished third in the V for the season, and I won the Super V. So I qualified both cars to go to the runoffs That's in Atlanta. Cool. Yeah. And, and I couldn't wait to get to Atlanta. Yeah. You know, we've been running against the Cal Club region, Cal West Coast guys. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, right. see how you stack yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Right. And the runoffs, I mean, it's still a thing, but yeah. it used to yeah. be a big, big yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember well, I remember that the first place I heard uh, Bobby Rahal's name was when I was yeah. there with Doc. Right. Okay. Yeah. He was going to say, it's like, yeah. were, there, were there any names you remember? Ray Hall being one of them. Any other big names? When I was there, I'd never... I, and that's I remember off the top of my head. But yeah, right. I mean, that's, I think that was, I remember that was the first place I'd ever heard that. Right. Name. If you won the runoffs, you were somebody. Yeah. And you could do something. Yeah. You know, that was a big deal back then for sure. So I was really looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, what happens? I get an IndyCar deal. <laughs> and I don't know. Oh, that old that, thing. You know, yeah. you know how it yeah. goes, yeah. right? Yeah. Just, I get it. Sorry. Yeah, right. So, you know, I think the first or second IndyCar race came on the same weekend as the runoffs. Right. So okay. I never got to go to the runoffs. Yeah. And after, after qualifying and beating up on people, like you're yeah, good never, to go. Never got to go. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> but back yeah, to that you jumping still around. still can, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we can get <laughs> you in there. We know, I know people. Like, yeah, we like, know people. You may still have to run some regionals. we got to qualify but, first. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but getting back to that, running different things and stayed in any one thing. Yeah. When I look back at what helped. Uh, as I, I remember, like when I got in the V, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the Super Vs, you know. You go to a race, I'm... I'm walking around looking at Super V's. Well, the Super V guys won't talk to me. You know, kind of look down their nose. Yeah, and, right. And that's the Formula V race. Yeah, out of the get out of the yeah, desert. Right. You know? Yeah. And so <laughs> then I get a Super V and I start racing against them. Right. So now I'm looking at the Atlantic cars. Yeah, Atlantic car guys, they won't look at me. You know? Right. So now I jump over the Atlantic into a 5,000 car. Right. And now all the Atlantic guys want to talk. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, buddy. Yeah, right, right. But it was just funny. I mean, I didn't care one way or the other about it. It was just funny to see how it all, yeah. all worked. But but yeah, the the five thousand thing came together with Simpson, and uh, done the V and the Super V thing, and um, and he had seen your talent from the Super V stuff, like just well that and 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 uh, a fellow named Steve Richards that worked for Bill that took care of the off road, sure uh, all the off road stuff, right? And Fred Crow is who I dealt with at Simpson, and you know Simpson gave me my first fire suit, you know, yeah. That's, I ran, I ran his it was the first equipment I ever got, sure. He gave me the first suit that we ran it in the buggies at, at Ascot, and helmet. And uh, so, and, and we were using it in the desert. And Steve Richards was always putting a bug in his ear. Hey, uh, watch this kid, which yeah. I didn't know at the time. Sure. Yeah, yeah watch this kid. And, um, 
and I'd go down and like we'd go by Firestone, then we'd go by Simpsons, and I'd talk to Fred Crow and maybe pick up some stuff or yeah, whatever right. to go to the next race. And um, and I'd never really met Bill, so uh, that'd been going along you know, the V, the Super V, and all that. And uh, I was going to the SEMA show one time, and and uh, Steve Richards and I, and Steve says, "Hey, I want you to meet Bill." So I said, "Okay." So we're we're going to. See, I see Simpson in the distance, kind of looking away from us. So we're walking up to him, and and I, and I see Bill kind of look over his shoulder and sees us walking up. He says, "I know. Don't tell me another one of those damn off-road racers." <laughs> uh, said, yeah, I wanted to drop him. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. Who's this guy? Yeah. All right, we found our trigger. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These desert rats. <laughs> no. Yeah. And so you know, we we met. Hey, how you doing? Good. Okay. And went and did our deal. And uh, next time I saw Bill was in uh, at, at his place in L.A. I'd gone in to talk to Fred, and I was waiting outside in the office to talk to Fred. And Bill walks through, you know. And he sort of says, "Hey, how you doing? Good." Off he goes. And that's all the conversation we'd ever had, you know. So, sometime a little down the road, I get this phone call, and it's Bill. And he says, "What are you doing next Wednesday?" And I said, "Well, I'm working." Yeah, operating Run on the back of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm working. He says, well, you think you can get off? And I said, well, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you need? He says, I want you to test my 5,000 car at Willow Springs. Yeah, I can get off. Yeah, I got yeah. the yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Dad, yeah. Yeah. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel good next week. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I go to Willow Springs, and we do the test, and, you know, and, and I loved it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd, the only thing I'd run with a V8 in it was a, a little bit of a season of that 57 Chevy and a quarter mile. Oh, right, right yeah. Track yeah. there. I was say, it's like, there's kind of no modern equivalent, but I mean, it's basically like Formula Ford to like a DPI car with 10 times the power, you know. Right, uh, yeah. I like mean, you look at super lightweight, ton of power, not safe at all. <laughs> <laughs> but was that a normal jump to go from Vs to F5000? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah no, right. I doubt it. I don't think yeah. so. I, you know, I mean, I didn't know the difference. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, it's basically <laughs> going car. Right. It's, got a, it's got a steering wheel. Let yeah. me in it. Right, just go figure it out. <laughs> and uh, so we went and did the test, and you know, by the by the end of the test, I was running you know a little quicker than Bill had in the car, and, mm -hmm. and that's when he he was. Well, no, no, no. Wait a minute. I, I, I'm sorry. I left out a big chunk of that story before I got the call from Bill. You know, I'd just seen him the two times. I went over to Willow Springs to test the Super V. I'd taken it over there, you know, because it's right there close to Bakersfield. Sure, sure. So I went over there to test the Super V. And um, and I'm working on the Super V, and, and I hear somebody say, hey, Mears. And it's Bill. He says, come here. It's like I'd known him for 10 years. Sure. Hey, come here. I want you to take a look at this 5,000 car. So we walked down the pit lane, and it's, he had the Berta 5,000 car. He'd, he'd, uh, he was just getting ready to go to the first Long Beach race with it. And... Um, Let's take a look at this. He took me there, showed me the car, and introduced me to the designer and everything, you know, and we talked a little bit. And, yeah, that's cool. Okay, I'll see you. I went back, and I did my testing. He did his, and then we left. And that's, then after that, down the road is when I got the phone call sure. from him. He said, I want you to test the 5,000. Right. So we did the test. You know, we ended up running running decent. And, and uh, one of the things that sold him is I drove it off the end of turn nine, and and it's just dirt and rock. Right. I, I, lived, yeah, I lived out I there in that stuff. Yeah, you know, I just yeah. kept a foot in it and got back on the track of going. You know? Right. And um, he liked that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so he said, I want to sign you up. 
kids, that's not a lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't now. go no. off. Don't and, do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it wasn't planned by all means. <laughs> you do you do a test, and then he wants to sign you up. And this this blew my mind that even it existed. I actually thought it was a joke, but you were offered a contract for how long? I don't know if there's any time limit on it. Right. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. R- the legend has it it was a 10-year contract, which, I like, that's not a thing. I, I can't <laughs> tell you to this day if there, if there was if there even was a year put to it. Right. You know, it's like, uh, you're, you're my guy now. Yeah, he said, I want to sign you up. And he said, uh, and you know. And Simpson. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Five, I never had a contract in my life. Right. You know, for anything. He said, for, yeah, right. anything. <laughs> and, and I wasn't planning on going anywhere anyway. So yeah. I, it's like, I, sure. I care. Hey, like, what do I got to do to drive this thing? Yeah. Well, so that's two crazy things about him. Because the, the, so jumping around a little bit, the, the reading kind of uh, on your history, the thing that blew my mind about Simpson wasn't just that he had this kind of indefinite contract, but he actually went to Penske and said, you got to take a look at this guy. Right. And I, I can't imagine anyone in the paddock doing that today. But yeah, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I don't know all the ins and outs of what all Bill did. Yeah, you know, okay. I, I was just busy driving the thing and yeah, doing yeah, whatever, yeah. you know. Being a race car driver. But, yeah. but it's, you know, in the way that the 5000 deal, you know, he's, the contract was 5000 and or IndyCar. Yeah. You know, and, uh, well, Simpson's no dummy. You know, he didn't stick his punk kid in his $300,000 IndyCar or whatever and go out sticking the fence. Yeah. <laughs> So I ran a couple of SCCA races, and nothing really came about with IndyCar, you know, over time, and nothing was happening. And uh, and then finally, I guess, you know, the way it came about was, excuse me, Bill had the Eagle he wanted to sell, and he had bought the M16 McLaren. And uh, our Sue guy wanted to buy the Eagle. So a way to fulfill the contract plus not, and taking the, uh, the worry out of, me crashing his car uh you know he says i tell you what i'll sell you the car under one condition you let you let mirrors drive it in ontario and he said he said then if you guys are happy you go down the road together and if you're not you go your separate ways and, and that's the way that you know the first indy car race came about right that mm-hmm. probably wouldn't happen now <laughs> no we we were had lunch the other day with sam schmidt and we asked him because all we've heard about robert wickens who we also had lunch with this week uh, is like if you go on the internet, it's like, is he going to go to Penske or Ganassi? Who's going to scoop this kid up? He's so good. And we said to Sam, we're like, what's uh, what do you think about that? And he goes, well, I'm no dummy. I learned my lesson with Pagano. And we were thinking, huh, interesting. Yeah. Whereas it sounds like Bill would have been more along the lines of like, okay, I, this kid's good. He can probably do great things. I should help him go further. But that's something that we both were thought, yeah, that's not a normal thing anymore. Yeah. 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 No, it's. You know, and and again, and and also being so long ago too, I don't I don't know a lot of I can't remember a lot of the details of most of the stuff that happened. But you know, other than I know, like to get me into the Ontario deal, he had to, you know, do a lot to to make that happen to, right. allow, to get USAC right. to allow me to even run the thing. Sure, you know, right. yeah. Who's this kid out of the blue? That's because you your know? experience. Right. They were uh, worried about getting you out there. Well, yeah, because I had none. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, at Ontario, yeah. right, which was scary and, fast. And, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean. Um, I mean, I'd never been, I'd, I'd, I'd run what, a two, was it two or three? I can't remember now. S, you know, 5,000 races. Right, right, right. And a season of V and Super V and a half a season of V. Right. That's how quickly, half sure. a season of V, yeah. one season of V and Super V, right. 5,000 in IndyCar, all within a year and a half, two-year period. 
you know, that it took place. And right. I mean, I look at, I look back at that, and I didn't think anything about it then. Sure. Yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. You know, right. We're yeah. going racing. Going That'd be like a kid does in Formula Ford, and it's like, all right, Pocono. But the, the thing know. was, on Ontario, what was great was being a 500. It, we had a lot of, a lot of track time. Right. Right. You know, and and it's, it's like, you know, the first time I ever did anything didn't bother me. Right. You know, there was no pressure then. And how old are you at this point? I'm what twenty. Three, twenty. Okay, so mid twenties. Yeah. So young enough to be young, but not a dummy. Twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah. Okay. And and I, I thought, well, we'll see, because the first time there's no expectations. The sure. first time you do anything, you know, the pressure starts after you set a mark. You know, okay, I finished 18th. Okay, that's what racing is. Is how do I improve the next corner? How do I improve the next lap? How do I improve the next race? So. Now, I, you know, okay, I, the next one, I better be 18th or better, you know. And then once you win one, now i got to win them all. You know, and, and that's that's when the pressure starts. So but, is the first Penske conversation at Ontario, is that the first time you meet him? No, it, it, you know, the, the, if I recall right, the first time Roger and I ever had words was when I was trying to qualify the Eagle. At uh, We could have maybe... I don't think so. You know, we may have bumped into each other. Sure, but of sure. note. That's a real note. The yeah. first one I really remembered that, that, that we spoke was uh, at Indy when I was trying to qualify that Pink Eagle. And uh, and I'd made two attempts, and I was a mile and a half short, whatever it was. And I'm sitting on the wall scratching my head trying to figure out what to do, you know, how where can I find that. And Roger walks by, walking down the pit lane. He says, hey, Mears, how's it going? I said, I said, I'm just I'm a little so bumpy here. I can't see straight. You know, I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to, to get what I need to run quicker. And he says, well, best thing is just don't stick in the fence. That'd be the worst thing you do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah I agree. Oh, all right. I didn't think of that. <laughs> and, and off he went down the pit lane, you know. Thanks, guys. And, I'm going to go throw up now. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I remember, you know, after I made the, the last attempt and, and came up short, I remember sitting on the wall afterwards, and the only way I could console myself was, well, maybe by next year I'll have a little newer equipment and yeah. you know, a little more, a you know, more yeah. experience under my belt. Sure. Not knowing that I'd come back the next year with the best team in the business. Right. You know? But that was the way I consoled myself. Yeah. And the next time, you know, Roger and I talked was at the, on the motorcycle ride with Wally's. Yeah, with Wally Donbeck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, the current state of motorsport, you know, Roger Penske is God. There is no debating that. At the time when Roger Penske's walking up, I mean, he's done stuff already at that point. But mm -hmm. literally, like, if he walked in this restaurant right now, like, I'd probably stop talking for fear of him hearing me say the wrong thing. You know what I mean? When he comes up and says, hey, Mir, how, Mirs, how you doing? Are, are you like, oh, God, Roger Penske's talking to me? Or, or is he just one of the team owners at the time? Oh, I mean, obviously... He's the man. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I didn't even think about it in in, in, in anything in the way of this could be a ride. What, what, I, I got to say the right thing, wrong thing, or sure. you, know, what, you know. Yeah. This could lead to something. I didn't think about it like that because yeah, he was way out of my league. Right. Right. Exactly. Just like an IndyCar was way out of my league. Yep. You know. So I didn't even. I didn't think about having that kind of opportunity. I hadn't done anything 
you're just responding. How, how can I have that opportunity? <laughs> right, yeah. right. So you mentioned this ride with Roger Walling Dahlen back. What was that a thing? Was he like a let's go out and take off for a bit? Wally Dahlen back is the ride. He just started up. Um, and <clears throat> You know, he lives in Basalt, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And he started this ride where it's like a three-day ride. Yeah. And at that time, there was 35 of us, I think, something like that. Right. And it was all racers that were invited, you know, Parnelli, you know, Gurney, Unzers. Well, it's all racers because racers if know that if it's other racers, they all keep secrets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one's going <laughs> to yeah. rat each other out, but go on. <laughs> And basically what we'd do is they'd map it all out. And, and we'd, we'd ride all day up through the Rockies, you know, trails, right. dirt ride, and ride down into a town like, you know, Assault or, um, yeah. or uh, I'll draw a blank on that. Starts with a T. Um, anyway. Yeah, sure. These great little, great little towns up in the mountains. And they'd, they'd have it all set up. You know, they'd have chase trucks that'd take our, you know, oh, nice. okay. so suitcase, clothes, and okay. everything. And, meet us at the down that next night and then have a hotel set up and room nice. set up we'd okay. stay spend the night go out and have dinner and hang out and, yeah you know bench race all night and then yeah get up and ride all day the next day and same town in it same thing in a different town the next night right you know? and it was just a fun deal right just a fun thing and uh you know and you could ride it whatever pace you wanted you could you know over the years i mean you know a lot of the pro what i see with this kind of deal that's a lot of Swinging egos, um, <laughs> uh, trying to trying to show who's better than the other guy. But going oh yeah, no, yeah. The, you know it's it's yeah. At this, at this time, you're not you're not Rick Mears yet. You know mm-hmm. you're still trying to make a name for yourself. Yeah. Are you kind of starstruck by the guys you're getting to hang out with at this point? Yeah, to a point, but I, I you know it's I was, but I wasn't because I really in Parnelli I'd met him in the desert, right? You right. Know, and, and Unzers I'd met at Pikes Peak. Yeah. Okay. You know, running at the hill. and so many of these guys are off-road guys that you were yeah. already in that community. Right? Yeah, right. which is why we were invited. You sure, know, Because sure. we'd, we'd met them and known them and kind of yeah, hung yeah, out yeah. and did different things like that. The the, the real difference was, was Penske being there. That, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that's, just that's, not a dirt bike guy that I, I didn't consider. Today I wouldn't you know. have guessed that, right? No. And um, now when I look back at how I've seen him, you know, over the years and do things, I you know, I could be wrong, but it's almost part of it may have been to, to see because that's where we made the first contact and you know see how I was away from the track you know and just get a little better feel for who I was you know and then it, that's the way it, one morning we were getting the bikes ready to go and we're parked next to each other and I didn't have a ride at the time um, the, the second team that I'd driven for Teddy Yip you know for half a season he'd gotten out of the business and uh, I'd been knocking on doors and couldn't get anything to open. Thought I had one going at one time, and then it, it went away. And so we were getting the bikes ready to go, just clean them up. And uh, we start talking. He says, pretty soon he says, hey, he says, I got, you know, I hear your thing about Dharma so-and-so next year. And it was the one that I was thinking of. It. I said that I might have something, which I knew at that time it, it hadn't, wasn't going to go. I said, no, no, not really. It's not going to happen. I said, I hear you're thinking about hiring so-and-so. Now, so we went on, you know, getting, and pretty soon he says, i tell you what, I got, I got something in mind. Give me a call before you make a deal with anybody else. Huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I about fell over. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I mean, it surprised me as much as anybody. Like, you didn't go on this ride 
you went to this ride for fun. Yeah. You're not Java, yeah, and this no, wasn't no. a thing. Yeah, no. You didn't no. even know it was going to be there. Yeah. 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 And it was just a fun deal. I, I, I wasn't doing it for any other reason to go ride right. a motorcycle and yeah. have a good time. Yeah. And uh, so, needless to say, I stayed pretty close to him the next day's ride. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he fell you off. Anything? I, yeah. If he fell off, I pick him up, dust him off, straighten his, straighten his handlebars. Water. You know, right? He's like, <laughs> I'm fine, kid. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't quite that bad, but I tried to stay a little. You cool. gotta play it cool, right? Yeah. 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 Well, like perfect opportunity. It's dirt riding and motorcycles, like right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Like, hey, we're gonna go fly planes this weekend. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, every time I passed Roger, I did it on the rear wheel trying exactly. to impress him. Exactly, I knew yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, watch <laughs> this. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have, like, kids crashing pit bikes now at the next IndyCar race yeah. trying to show off a Roger, Roger Penske. look, look, prick! Yeah. <laughs> Where does the uh, infamous uh, <clears throat> farmhouse meeting come into play at Michigan? Where are um, in this timeline? Does this come after the after the motorcycle ride? He says, mm-hmm. "Come see me." Yeah, he, he said. Um, I don't remember now exactly. I don't remember if I we got in touch or or started talking at the next race at Michigan. And um, and he just said, "You know, meet me in the farmhouse at uh, seven thirty, whatever you know that time in the morning was." And he said, "I'll go over what what I've got in mind." He still swears to this day I showed up an hour or two early. And uh, maybe I did. I, I, whoever it was, Andrew George was still in the robe, so maybe I was. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but no, we just met there, and he said, hey, here's what I've got in mind. He said, he said Mario's going to be running Formula One next year and chasing the World Championship, and he's going to miss a couple races. And he said, I need a, somebody to fill in part-time. And so, I, you know. I played hard to get for about 30 seconds. <laughs> 10 seconds. Well, I don't know. Is yeah. it let Roger? Me, let me think about this. <laughs> it's Roger, right? Let me make sure I got this all correct. Yeah. But um, he said, you know, he said, I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you, you know, uh, I think Mario's going to be at all the 500, so you'll run a third car in those. Yeah. And then a couple of those he's going to miss. He said, you know, you'll run the second car in that. And uh, he said, I'll guarantee you at least six races. Right. And Bobby was also full time. No, Bobby wasn't there yet. Okay. It, was, it was Sneva. Oh, Sneva. Excuse me. Yep. Okay. Tom Sneva. And um, so that was it would have been for 78. Okay. And so, you know, I mean, obviously, I didn't have anything going. You right, know, so right, right. Yeah. Besides well, even, being even the best did, team in the business. Like a yeah. part-time Penske ride, I assume, is better than well, a full-time. Well, that was anybody. my thoughts, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Part-time so. here is much better than full-time at most. So, right. I mean, how could you even think about arguing with that? Yeah. You know? Should we ask the most critical question? I would say the story goes that you asked for a contract at the kitchen table in Michigan, and he said, what do you need that for? And you said for your people, but you didn't have any people. You were just trying to seem like you had your <laughs> together. Yeah, I think I, I wasn't even going to put that part in, but I, you know, that, <laughs> that, that is kind of, you know. Um, I, didn't, I didn't do it for any other reason. I didn't say that for any other reason. than just trying to be a little professional. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Exactly. Look like you know the kid who just fell off the back of the dump truck. Right, you know? right, exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. is what I did. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so and 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 the reason I even that even came to mind was trying to be a little professional. Uh, and Parnelli, you know, I'd known Parnelli, and he had always he had always said, "Hey, if you ever need any help with anything, you know, I'm more than happy to help you." 
and so that was kind of what crossed my mind. And, and in a uh, sense, like what would have Parnelli done or? Well, I, you know, yeah, it's like I, I just I wasn't really planning on taking it to Parnelli. Right, sure. right, right. You know, or, or anything like that. I was just trying to be a little professional. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> and he saw right through it. What I, what I didn't realize is that kind of wound Roger up. Oh, you know, oh I mean, interesting. It, it, but like it says, it was like, I'm well, what for? Right. Like, you, right. like a trust thing. Right. Like well, this is sort well of Roger's very close to the best on everything. He always yeah. has been. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it's great, you know. And that's just Roger. And and I, I didn't really realize that that much at the time. I didn't know him yet either, you know. Now, when I look back at me saying that, I, I think, you idiot, what'd you say that? Yeah, right, <laughs> you know? right, right. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but it, uh, and, and it did because it's like, well, what for? Well, you know, he's, I, you know, or who or what? I said, well, Parnelli and I, I've known him. He's always said, you know, so I could understand, you know, what, you know, explain because I didn't know what I was looking Right, right. You didn't expect and, that. And, and, and Roger says, hey, tell you what. What are you doing next week or whatever the sure, time was? Right. I said, well, whatever you need to do, you know. He said, meet me in Red Bank. Meet me in the office of Red Bank. We'll sit down in the office. He said, I'll have the contract. He said, I'll go over it word for word and explain everything to you. You know, if there's any questions, you know. And our contract was a, you know, two or three page, if that. Yeah, right. right. Straight, plain, simple. Right, right. You drive for me, we do X, you know. Yeah. And so I went to Red Bank. We sat down, and here's the deal. I said, great, let's go. Yeah. Now, in those days, especially for, like, for an off-road kid that was driving everything, were, did those days have the don't-do-anything-stupid kind of clauses? Like don't go you race, don't go race no, something else? Or? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, that was more just between he and I. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't on paper. It was just sort of an understood. Yeah, and, and it, I mean, he just flat told me, because... Uh, I, I think I even ran a couple off-road races. I think I ran, it was when Mickey Thompson did the first, that was right around the same time Mickey Thompson was doing the stadium. Stadium truck, mm-hmm. yeah. Coliseum yeah. first started that. Right. I ran the first two of those, oh, which cool. was 70, would have been 76, 77. So that was still before. But, right. but and then, you know, you know, I'd get guys, hey, you want to run a local open comp race on a short track yeah. here or an oval here or whatever. And, uh, you know, and some... <coughs> The off-road, like Riverside Sprint, you know, semi-sprint, short track, desert. I was still playing, had opportunity to play with some of that stuff. And he he's, he felt like I do. Driving's driving. Yeah, right. You right. know, it, you know, experience is experience. Right. And the only thing he ever said, he said, hey, go, you know, do whatever you want, as long as it doesn't conflict, you know. Sure, yeah. Except a sprint car. Ah, Interesting. yeah, there it is. Sprint car. Yep. Especially no, back no, then. No, no. Yeah, Those yeah, things yeah. are you're gonna yeah. get hurt. That's yeah. the only thing he you know he he had anything against me doing. Sure. Other than that he said do what you want. So the most the important, most important question yeah. of that morning meeting? Oh no. Oh well, yeah, go ahead, please. Okay. I'm excited. So, okay, so <laughs> this Michigan meeting. Um the, and and you may not uh you can you can plead the fifth, but um the the rumor was you showed up an hour early at six thirty in the morning and and the story goes that that Mr. Penske uh, <laughs> opened the door in his, you know, in his robe or his pajamas. Oh, that question. Yeah, yeah right. I the I demand to know um, what kind of uh, pajamas Roger Penske has. <laughs> Is it like? Did he have the hat, like yeah, the cap like the with the onesie thing? I tell you, I've hit the duckies. wall so many times between <laughs> then and now. 
I was, the, the, you win the, this round, the long-term Mears. memory. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, you get the Penske contract, probably the most money you've ever made at that oh, point. Oh, absolutely. What's the dumb thing you go out and buy? Um, I, I didn't buy anything too dumb until after I won Indy. Oh, okay. What okay. was the dumb well, thing you got? Well, I went and bought a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> That's not dumb. It's, well, it's, well, it, I, hey, I, I, wait a minute. It's <laughs> dumb when when the car payment's higher than your house payment. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, the, first, okay, yeah. that's the first time fair. I'd ever have a car payment what higher than my house payment. What kind <laughs> of Ferrari was it? <laughs> a 308. Well, you got to have it. You got to have it. But you got to have it. It's the Maverick, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got to be, or the Magnum. Yeah. Magnum Ferrari. You got to have the Magnum Ferrari, exactly. Yeah. I'd never owned anything like that in my life, and that was my that was my trophy to me. Sure, sure. Okay, was, was Tom Selleck a hero? <laughs> no, not really. Well, well he should be. I just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he should be everyone's. Well, friend. he kind of is. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. I mean, as far as acting, and, some and, and he did have a rocking like mustache like at the him. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I would argue that's a dumb purchase because you won Indy, and at that point you've established, you've made some money, you own homes, like you can sell the Ferrari. But, like, the first thing you go out and buy when they're like, hey, 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 it's early. You know, was there anything that stands out like that, like a motorcycle or something? Like no, definitely didn't not really. dollars shoes. Right, yeah. exactly. Not, not really. Yeah. Um, we'll allow your Ferrari. Well, but no, except that you said you were making payments on the Ferrari. So you still, uh, it wasn't like you just do cash. You didn't oh, throw down. No, I couldn't turn loose the stuff that easily, that yeah, quick. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. that's, that's <laughs> well, I still, at that time, I was still, you know, kind of being taught how to keep it. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Is that something that did, did anybody from the Penske organization like set you up with a proper investment guy or, or management guy? Because he was obviously ahead of the game on a lot of things. No, I, I used local. You know, be, living in California and everything, sure. the other end of the country. You know, I just mm -hmm. basically used local people there that I that I knew or whatever. Sure. And and, and really, I kept it. I kept it all very simple. I, I, I don't want. I, you know. Yeah. Right. You can get me going in 19 directions. And I, the only thing I did is, is. Um, you know, they said because of the dollar you made this, you got to spend some. Sure. You oh, know? sure. Yeah. So uh, I bought some commercial property. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, to basically, you know, offset the tax a little bit. Right. And uh, first time I'd ever signed my name to a million dollar deal. You know? <laughs> right. I yeah. I understand. We've dollars. been there. That's yeah, how we, we got totally the show. Yeah, we totally get this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You understand. But matter of fact, I think it's the only time. I don't think I've done that since then either. <laughs> <laughs> we had that question actually as a, as a current IndyCar member are you one of the highest paid athletes in the paddock <laughs> am i currently no okay because no, no. we asked paul tracy since he does tv we're like are you still one of the highest paid indycar guys <laughs> and same with mario and they both said yeah probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now your dad actually ran his own construction business right yes did that help out at all because it, you know a lot of times with any sport a lot of times parents you know want to look after their manager kid because right. you know they they think they know their kids best interest better than anybody but they don't come from a business background and don't necessarily know what to do. But a lot of times guys who run their own businesses have a little better understanding, at least of tax codes and that kind of thing. Yeah, we didn't, you know, not a whole lot. I mean, Dad was pretty straightforward on, on you know, and, it, and like I said, it was a small business. He had a few backhoes that we ran. My right. granddad ran one. Dad ran one, then, then he bought yeah. another one. My granddad ran it, and then he bought right. another one. My brother started, and then he bought a fourth one, and I started running. Okay. You know, just an hourly deal. So it wasn't some giant no. 100 staff kind of construction No, it was a deal. small business. Got but it. it was great. I mean, it was it was a great business for us. It was right. good money for us, you know. Kept racing. Good work. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, and now you, you could, you know, like, like – my brother and I, if we hadn't gotten into racing, you know, my brother was, he was always kind of wanting to right. grow the thing, you right. know. Dad wanted to keep it. 
like this, right. and and as as Keep the way it this small, yeah, because yeah. You, you didn't, you know, the more you get the the insurance, the this, the that, the right. everything else, you know, the library, everything, and. You know, he wanted to keep it simple. Well, you're a big Notorious B.I.G. fan, right? The rapper. The rapper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the Mo Money Mo problem. Yeah. Yeah, here, that, that's, exactly. that was what, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Copy. You got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and stay tuned for part two of Rick Mears. But first, here's a song called City Block Mastered by Vanilla Woods. Vanilla Woods. Available on SoundCloud. Yeah, it's that summertime feel-good shit. <laughs> yep, you already know. Uh-huh. This is city block, drop top, two top, soda pop in the backdrop, sweatshop on the rooftop. <laughs> Push your pedals, this ain't a facade. I'm a rebel, born with a doo-wop. Fundamentals, if you didn't know. I'ma let them chop it, chop it, on um, talking, Jimmy Kimmel mobbing, L.A., Hollywood mauling, old school, bring it back, Will Smith, summertime, sublime, we got that third eye blind, acoustic feel good, our hood, L.A., Hollywood, on the clock at nine, I'll be out by five, plenty of time, with that WeHo night ride, pushing pedals, tank tops and skinny jeans, we be fitted, we be fitted, heading out, but wait a minute, got Cologne check, phone check, kicks check. Man, that's the city block. When the sun come up, man, that's the city block. When we up in the club, man, that's the city block. When we skate in the street, man, that's the city block. When we shopping up deep, man, that's the city block. When the sun come up, man, that's the city block. When we up in the club, man, that's the city block. When we skate in the street, man, that's the city block. Man, it's a Cali thing. Yeah, it's a Cali thing. Got that drum and bass, man, that's a Cali swing. Pay at the window, it's Slate, fashionably. Actually, I got a buddy who worked in the back. Roll down the alley, man. We got it like that. Got that two-step, three-step, four-step. Cha-cha. Man, you already know. Getting along with you, bro. Spotlight, cheer day. Beach rhyme, reggae. Shirley Temple with the cherry. Got a couple bucks and some change. We got lemonade, Kool-Aid, water break. Yeah, she coming my way. Got them short songs. Got them short songs. Give me more. We got no time for shade, man. We soaking the rays. Yeah, we soaking up rays, Venice Boulevard, summer days, doing it the Cali way, arms headed, Polaroid shots, man, this candy, chill brewing cotton candy, man, that's the city block, when the sun come up, man, that's the city block, when we up in the club, man, that's the city block, when we skate in the street, man, that's the city block, when we shopping up deep, man, that's the city block, when the sun come up, man, that's the city block, when we up in the club, man, that's the city block, when we skate in the street, man, that's the city block. 